0: Hello there, music lovers and loyal listeners. I am Tim Malcolm, a co-host of Hall of Songs. This is a bonus episode and a very quick bonus episode. So back in our 1956 episode, I had said, because my co-host Chris Jones is a big Grateful Dead fan, that if we were to get two Apple Podcast reviews, so we had one at the time, and I said if we were to get to two – I would then do three minutes on a Grateful Dead song. Just three minutes of discussion, discourse on a Grateful Dead song. I would give it a quote-unquote review of sorts, right? So we got a second Apple Podcast review, but we got more than that. We actually got a couple more than that. So I felt the need to do a little bit more. Chris felt the need to do even more than that. So what you're going to hear over the next 10 minutes or so – is me and chris bantering about that in our last recording for our 1957 episode i cut all of this out of the 57 episode because it just wasn't really fit for time but we have it here it's a bonus episode we're gonna do 10 to 15 minutes on the grateful dead if you are a grateful dead fan this is up your alley if you're not a grateful dead fan maybe you should listen to it anyway maybe it'll maybe it'll help you to like them or something i don't know It's not a big deal to me. No, it is a big deal to me because it's my podcast. You should listen to it. Anyways, please listen to the next 10 or so minutes of me talking about a Grateful Dead song, quote-unquote song. You'll get the gist in a second. Thank you again for listening. Come back in a week, a week from now, which will be, what, May 16th for our 1958 episode. We will also have results from the last class of voting a few days before that. I think that'll be on May 14th. So again, results for the third class of voting on May 14th, the 1958 Hall of Songs episode on May 16th. And coming up in just a second, my three-minute discourse, give or take, on a Grateful Dead song, give or take. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And the reviews. So last time out in the 1956 episode i had said we had one review on apple podcast we had one review and i said that if we got the two reviews just doubled it two reviews i would spend three minutes in an episode to talk about grateful dead like a grateful dead song basically could it kind of review discuss a grateful dead song for three minutes we do this because chris is a big grateful dead fan right Here's what happened. Instead of one more review to get us to two, how many more reviews did we get, Chris?
1: I think we got five additional reviews, bringing the total up to six. right?
0: Yeah. So we got a lot more reviews. So I feel like we can't just do three minutes or we can't just do
1: one song. So what did you do, Chris? I picked out, I don't know, I'll call it a song suite that, uh, that Tim just needed to listen to and he's going to give his reaction on it. It's a, uh, just a beautiful piece of music from 1973. It's 45 minutes long. You had me listen to 45 minutes of Grateful Dead
0: music, not like seven, like seven minutes would have been cool. It's like, Oh, okay. I could do seven minutes of trucking, but 45 minutes of it's okay. We'll get to it. It'll be later on in the show. We'll kind of break in the middle and just do that. Um, I'm excited. Actually. It's kind of fun. Whoa, oh, what I want to know.
1: Will I declare, have you seen the light? There was a built of cannon, but their motto is not on me. Come here, Uncle John's bed, Playing to the tide. Come with me or go alone. He's come to take his children home. You promised. If we got enough reviews that you would listen to some Grateful Dead music because I, our well, I said a song. I said a song. Well, to be fair, this is you know, it is technically there's no break in between the when they start to play oh, and when boy, they stop to play. There's never a
0: break in these songs.
1: There are. There's a this is, you know, this is just one what I would call a song suite. What I chose for him to listen to is from November 17th, 1973. Uh, 73 is a really interesting year for the dad transitional, but the fall of 73 is widely recognized as being just great, great shows. There's a, a huge number of shows here. And what they started to do was stretch out playing in the band. I could have been you know, a little bit meaner and picked playing in the band from May of 74, where I think it was just playing in the band 46 minutes or something like that. But what they were doing in the fall was mixing it in with some other things. So there is a, a stretch in the second set where the, the dead play playing in the band. They go into Uncle John's band. They then go into Morning Dew, out of Morning Dew, back into the coda of Uncle John's band, and then back into playing in the band, maybe called playing in the band reprise. Uh, so it's a great sort of, I think this is the only time they played this sort of combination, this particular playing sandwich, uh, but it's it's really fun to listen to. If you have any time, listeners, go dig up some stuff about this show. It was at Pauley Pavilion in UCLA, and there was some apparent shenanigans in the locker room involving uh, Bill Walton and several others. So uh, there are a few pictures, although I think the people involved probably have managed to destroy most of the evidence of whatever was going on in that locker room. So with that quick intro, uh, you want to talk about the dead?
0: (laughs) Your intro is about as long as the song was. (laughs) So when I look, I like the Grateful Dead. I'm not against the Grateful Dead. My dad was a deadhead. Still kind of is, but really was a deadhead and would go to a lot of shows. In fact, his first show was in 1973, the same year, in Philadelphia. Actually, just a couple months before this show in the Pauly Pavilion. So, I mean, the same era as my dad's first Grateful Dead show. So maybe this is apt. Anyways... Um, when I listened to this and I haven't listened to a full sort of anything more, I mean, I haven't consciously listened to more than 20 minutes of grateful dead in a row. Okay. But when I heard this, I thought, Oh, this basically is all of the car rides that I took in my dad's car when I was a kid, other than the Saturday mornings that we would go to the art museum where I would take art classes and we would put on day Matthews band because that's kind of what we listened to in those rides. But most of the time, it would be these just overlong Grateful Dead sets that seem to never end. There would be no pauses in the music. And you would hear that same interplay between guitar and bass. You're talking about the guitar of Bob Weir and the bass of Phil Lesh, because kind of playing with each other all the time. And there are some drums in the background and you're not quite sure what's going on there. And then there's a piano happening over here. And you're like, OK, that's kind of cool. And then Jerry Garcia just kind of comes in at some point and sings something. OK, great. That's that's what I am used to in my entire life of listening to this band. That's what I'm used to. So once playing in the band started up, I was like, okay, I know this. This is exactly what I'm used to. But I will say it was really cool to hear that. I guess one of the things that's really fun about the grateful dead is that you hear about three or four different songs at the same time. Like everybody's in their own sort of melody and doing their own thing. So you have, who's, who's the, who's the keys on this? Is it Pigpen pen or who is it?
1: No, this would have been Keith Gaucho. He started in uh, uh, late 71. Okay.
0: So he's doing his own little thing, his own little riffing. That's kind of fun. It's a little bit more jazzy, and then you got Bob Weir doing his thing, which you know he's he's clearly kind of the lead on this one. But then I really kind of concentrated on Phil Lesh because I thought his bass lines were really fun, going up and down the scale a lot, and that made me feel really close to my dad because he would just kind of puts around. He's a bass player. He would putz around on his bass all the time. And what? And I realized as I was listening to this that my dad was basically doing Phil Lesh his enti- like like the, that's his big inspiration right so it was really cool to hear that and go oh that sounds like my dad noodling around all the time so that's really cool um i loved the the transition from uncle john's band into morning dew and i love morning dew as this sort of like very melancholy very um you know it it, it feels it, it doesn't feel like a grateful dead song almost it feels like their own sort of um, it feels like a poetic sort of interlude does that make sense or is that way off base
1: no i mean that's right it was they didn't write the song uh it was you know it was sort of a cover although it was never really performed i forget the name of the original artist but it's funny that's a morning dew has to me been sort of the song of lockdown and it's because it sort of is about emerging after this post-apocalyptic scene and like you know the idea of is, are there actually any other humans around and sort of reintegrating into <laughs> to what may or may not be left of society so that one has has rung very true to me during the last you know year plus but uh but it's it, it is sort of an odd outlier in a way of sort of the the tone to it
0: I mean that one really resonated with me, um so I guess that makes sense because we are still in a period where we're about to emerge from our cocoons and and we're feeling that sort of anxiety about everything. Um so I I really did sort of resonate with that song. Um I loved going back into Uncle John's band and hearing that familiarity with the song. That was cool. And yeah, I mean playing in the band like I like I definitely have heard that song a million times in the background of my mind and knowing that interplay, you know, as strong as it is and knowing how the grateful Dead sort of channels into their jazzy chops and their R and B chops with that song a little bit. It's really great. I mean, I like, I liked it a lot. I mean, 45 minutes, It's a lot. I mean, I I can listen to full Beatles albums in that time. It's wonderful. But uh, but certainly, you know, I'm I'm sure I will at some point on a more rainy Saturday or something like that, maybe kind of turn to a, a suite like that and think, okay, you know, I can get down with this.
1: So the moral of the story is keep giving us good ratings and keep giving us reviews. I said that I'm saying when not if when we get to 50 reviews. I will get a tattoo. I already have one in mind, but what Tim has to do is even more of a sacrifice. He has to listen in celebration of 50 reviews to the 50 minute version of tweezer performed by fish on mud Island, 1995.
0: I did not agree to that at all. I did not agree to that. (laughs) That's not what I agreed to. (laughs) Listeners think of something better. I can do with 50
1: minutes than listen to a fish (laughs) song,
0: please we didn't get into it yet. We haven't talked about it yet, but fish is absolutely- I think that's the first
1: time they've come up uh, so yeah, far. No, I've been intentionally and, holding and, back.
0: And and maybe the last time. I <laughs> do not like I hate I hate fish. I'm sorry, I hate them. If there's anything else that we could do in 50 minutes, please let me know because otherwise I will I will go insane. So that's that. Got some things to
1: talk about here beside the rising tide. Come here, mom. John's band Playing to the tide Come on along